listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. I'm your host, Rebecca Rodriguez. I love being a teacher, but now I work from home. I'm here to talk about how you can systematically, effectively, and positively prep your teacher life so you too can feel balanced, happy, and in control of your life at school and at home. The other night, I woke up in a cold sweat. It had happened. The teacher nightmare. So in my nightmare, I had to, first of all, clean out a classroom full of some other teacher's things, and I had to go through every single paper in the room and decipher this other teacher's handwriting and determine if I needed to keep or get rid of each of those pieces of paper. And I remember just going through it one by one and feeling completely overwhelmed because I couldn't read what was written there. Then as I was starting to get rid of things and clean out the room and get ready to move in my things, the room just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And eventually I was literally crunched up into the ceiling because it wasn't tall enough and the room was like an octagon and at the same time completely tiny. Not even room for a desk, much less 36 desks and all of my materials. And I just kind of panicked because I felt claustrophobic and overwhelmed. And I woke up just feeling like, oh, it's beginning. The teacher nightmare. Join me today as we discuss some common teacher nightmares, what they mean, and how we can actually use them to our advantage. I think it's safe to say that most teachers experience some sort of teacher nightmare at least every once in a while. I know that I do, and I really have vivid dreams. I remember them, and so I have always really tried to kind of analyze my dreams and see what I'm trying to tell myself. According to David Fontana, author of The Secret Language of Dreams, he said, dreams are a conversation with oneself, a dialogue of symbols and images that takes place between the unconscious and the conscious levels of the mind. I really like that uh, quote and that thought process on our dreams. Yes, dreams kind of maybe could just be a jumble of thoughts that were, or experiences we've had in, in the day, but sometimes I think they could go a lot further than that. And if we really pay attention, we might be getting some signals about things that we need to pay attention to, and especially when those dreams are having us wake up in a cold sweat, right? We are the authors and we're the actors in our dreams. We're the ones making it up. Even if we're not doing it consciously, our subconscious is telling us these stories, and I believe those stories are trying to tell us something. So as we go throughout this episode, I'm going to give you some common symbol explanations and some things that they can mean. But as the author of your own dreams, you might want to do a little research yourself. If you have a recurring dream, especially, do some research, do some thought process. What what is going on in your mind or in the day where you have those dreams and, and really do some research and figure out maybe what your mind's trying to tell you. Dream symbols are words, per se, that 
we use in our dreams to tell us things. Each of the symbols in our dreams can represent an idea or a memory or a feeling or a mood. It can give us insight into what's going on in our lives, in our minds, and in our thoughts. So as we talk about some of these symbols, I would recommend that you think about what those symbols mean to you. One common symbol in my dreams is my car. If I'm the one driving my own car, I'm feeling in control of my life about the way things are going in my life. If I'm in the passenger seat and someone else is driving, I typically look at that as the person driving is maybe taking some control away from me. And sometimes I'm fine with that. And sometimes I'm telling myself that I have a problem. If they are driving erratically or irresponsibly, that is me telling myself that I am not liking some of the, the things that they're doing that are taking control away from my life. So that's a symbol in my dreams that I pay very close attention to. There are other symbols and other things that can tell us a lot about how we're feeling and about what we might need to do or confront in our lives in order to help our nightmares or our bad dreams or some of those anxiety dreams that we might be having. So as we talk about teacher nightmares, teacher nightmares are usually what we would call an anxiety dream. Anxiety is actually one of the more common emotional states that we have in our dreams. And that's probably because our unconscious mind wants us to confront and take care of those things that are causing us anxiety because it's not something that we should let fester. It's not something we should leave alone. We should actually confront those things and try and solve those issues that are causing us anxiety. So that's why we have anxiety dreams is to get rid of some of those issues that we're facing and it's our mind's way of telling us, hey, this thing is bugging you. Take care of it. There are common anxiety dreams like falling and drowning, being chased, trying to run but being unable to run. Those are all kinds of anxiety dreams. Teacher nightmare anxiety dreams may be just a little bit different. A lot of times teachers will have anxiety dreams about being late to school because that to us would be like the worst, right? Our class being there waiting for us and we're not ready, or we don't even know where the class is. It got moved on us and we can't find it. <laughs> I've had that dream where I go in and I realize that my principal has changed my schedule and I no longer even teach Spanish. I teach like physics and I have no idea what I'm doing. These are simple anxiety dreams, and anxiety is telling you that you are feeling anxious about that thing, that there's something going on, and typically the fact that it's happening in a work-related dream would tell you that that's where that anxiety is, is located. Anxiety dreams are commonly straightforward. Typically, in these dreams, the dreamer has a sensation of trying to cope with several duties simultaneously or trying to complete a never-ending task, like grading, right? These are us trying to take that anxiety and get rid of it. When we are maybe having these dreams, we need to think about, okay, am I having anxiety that I'm tending to run a little late? And if that is just straightforward that you're feeling late, Maybe it's telling you you need to set your alarm a little bit earlier. Or 
what I believe this is really pointing to is the fact that we are procrastinators as teachers, meaning we like to be super prepared. And this anxiety dream where we're running late or we can't finish the task or our schedule has changed is our mind telling us that maybe we don't feel as prepared as we want to feel. There are other kinds of dreams. There are actually four more very specific dreams that I would like to talk about today, and then kind of some ways that we can use these dreams to help us out. But before we go on, let's do our unpaid sponsorship. Today, I have a very special shout out for speakerphone. Speakerphone saved my tushy today. I had to make 40 calls to my first hour class and talk to each parent about the upcoming first day of school. In those calls, I had to kind of explain how we're going to be doing our live remote learning, how the kids need to log in, if they have any questions. I also talked about our ninth grade orientation that we're having today, and I just kind of had to be on the phone for about three hours straight. I'm not much of a phone talker, so this is not my favorite thing, but I also didn't want to hold my phone up to my face for three hours and get all sweaty, have my arm maybe cramp up because it just was a lot, and it made it so that I could go through and really look at their specific student's picture, go through and make sure their student was enrolled the way they wanted them to be enrolled on my computer while I was talking. So thank you, speakerphone, for making my 40 phone calls so much easier and making it so that I could do what I needed to do well. Thanks. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program. One of the most common and probably disconcerting teacher nightmares is inappropriate clothing. Worst, nudity, right? You get to the classroom and you realize, I didn't put a shirt on today. And you're standing in front of your class topless or you're standing in front of your class in your pajamas or in whatever it is. And so I kind of looked into this one and I found out that nudity is related to vulnerability or feelings of inadequacy. So most more specifically with, with nudity, if you are not wearing all of your clothes in the dream, you may be feeling like you've been exposed or that you're vulnerable in that situation. For teachers, I think that this kind of would go with that imposter syndrome, like from episode two, where we talked about that feeling of maybe we are not knowledgeable enough for our topic that we're trying to teach or even the whole subject matter, and that that can lead us to feel like we're exposing that vulnerability to our class or our colleagues. If our clothing is inappropriate, then we may be feeling that maybe we are putting forward an inappropriate air in our classroom and that we need to kind of pay attention to that. Another one could possibly be if our clothing is ratty or raggedy, that can be related to feeling unprepared or underprepared or inadequate in that area. So with us as teachers, this is kind of going again with that being prepared feeling, or maybe we have exposed too much of our personal self to the classroom and we're feeling exposed and like there's that possibility that we might not be accepted for who we are. 
as teachers, this is a big deal. We do want to make sure that we have a good rapport with our class, but we also need to make sure that we're being appropriate, that we are knowledgeable in our topic, and that we are vulnerable with our students so that they know that it's okay to make mistakes. And this dream could be telling us or pinpointing us or pointing us in the direction of that inadequacy or that feeling of being underprepared or being vulnerable or exposed. And when we find that thing, when we're, when we find that pinpoint that of an issue that we need to resolve, we need to resolve it. So if that thing is, is I do not know this topic well enough to teach it, learn that topic better. If it's that you are being a little bit too exposed or sharing too much with your class in a personal way, reel it in, create that correct teacher student relationship between you and your class. They don't need to know everything about you. You don't have to expose your whole self to them in order to have a great rapport with them. If you are feeling that you are inadequate or underprepared, maybe you need to confront that imposter syndrome. Look into it. What is causing that feeling? Do I need to talk to another teacher because it's actually a falsehood or other issues? If you are feeling that that's the issue, episode two is for you. Imposter syndrome talks about those feelings that we might have as academics, as women, as people who are teaching others. Sometimes we feel inadequate or we feel like we're an imposter in that situation and that if people found out, we wouldn't be in the position we want to be in. So listen to that one. Another dream that can be a a little bit disconcerting is fighting. When we have dreams that we're fighting with a student or a parent or a coworker, this can be an anxiety dream that can cause us a lot of either anger or frustration or even feelings of guilt because it's violent. And sometimes we think we shouldn't have violent thoughts, right? One time I had a dream that I was in my classroom and I looked at my students and suddenly the light went off. But you know, like in the classroom, when the light goes off, you could still kind of see everything because there's like that one light that doesn't go off and it's still daytime. So I could still see my students, but the light went out and it kind of freaked me out in my dream. And then one of my students yelled, get her. And I woke up screaming because I, they were all going to come after me in the dark and it really scared me. And I will never forget that dream because I remember the kid that yelled it in the dream and everything. And I had that realization of like, sometimes it's not me fighting them, but them fighting me as well. In these dreams, when we dream about fighting, we could be feeling that we are being defensive or angry or frustrated. If we are feeling that our dream is a feeling of of needing to defend ourselves, look at what it is you're feeling that you need to defend. Is it your honor? Is it your values? Is it your personal space? Is it your right to do what you want to do? If you're feeling angry or frustrated, is it directed at a specific student? Is it directed from the students at you? Is it something that you are dealing with for reals in real life? Is a parent emailing you very angry things and you're retaliating in your dream or you're feeling that they are attacking you in your dream? So with fighting, that violence is maybe just your brain's way of telling you that there's something violent going on in your in your 
classroom. And that could be with words, it could be with an attitude, but that violence needs to be addressed. One thing that I did read and thought was very interesting was talking about an impotent weapon, meaning when you're fighting and it's like you're punching through water or you have a knife, but it's not sharp or something like that, that that can mean that while you are trying to defend yourself or battle in a situation in real life, that you do not have the tools or the backup that you need in order to fight this battle. In our classrooms, that made me think very just definitively toward administration. Do you have your administration to back you up? Is there, if there's an issue, do you feel that you are supported in that? And if you are having an impotent weapon in your dream, that could be pointing that you may feel the need to address the fact that you are not feeling supported in your role as a teacher. The next common type of teacher dreams is that teacher. Teachers dream that kids can't hear or that the kids can't see them. I have had a dream that I had laryngitis and every time I tried to talk, nothing came out of my mouth. And it was so frustrating because I don't know if you've ever tried to write in a dream, but for some reason, every time I, I tried to just write what I wanted to say on the board, I couldn't get my spelling right. I couldn't actually write anything because it just was really difficult to focus on it, probably because I was asleep. But it was very frustrating to feel that I couldn't get anything out, no communication to my students. And I've never had a dream that the students couldn't see me, but one of my student teachers had a dream that she was invisible. And every time she was talking, the kids would kind of kind of pay attention because they could hear that she was talking, but they couldn't actually see her. So then they would just keep going back to whatever they were doing. And she was incredibly frustrated. I feel like both of these things are pointing us towards that feeling as teachers that no matter what we do, the students aren't paying attention to us or they're not understanding us or they're not doing well on their tests. And we feel that we can't breach that and we can't be heard or seen by the students. I think that one way to solve this problem is to maybe build a better rapport with your students. They need to know that you care about them, even if those students who may be hard to love. This is a situation where as the adult, you need to realize that they have been placed in your care and that's enough to care about them and build that rapport so that they understand your boundaries and expectations and they respect them. And that comes through communication. It comes through mutual respect. And I've had a couple episodes on this where I talk about life skills. I talk about building boundaries and holding kids accountable. So you can look at those ones if you're interested in this one, because it's very important that you feel seen and heard in your classroom. And I believe that this stems not necessarily from just the actual content of your class, but being seen and heard as a person as well. And that can come with building that rapport with your students. If it is a content issue, maybe you need to become better apt to give that information to the students. One way you can solve that problem is by watching teachers that you admire. Ask if you can go watch them on your prep period and see some of the ways that they communicate their content to their students 
activities that they like, things that they do in their classroom that really are effective learning strategies. The final dream that I'd like to address is the crappy classroom. This was like my dream that I talked about in the intro where my classroom got smaller and smaller and it ended up in a weird shape so I couldn't even put desks in the room. And not only that, I couldn't even stand up because it was just so small. So that is a very telling kind of dream. In our dreams, the location of the dream, the building of the dream, has a lot to say about things. So if you dream about a church that you went to as a kid, that could be talking about your spirituality. In this case, dreaming about the classroom is kind of, I believe, telling about dreaming about yourself as a teacher in general, or dreaming about your actual classroom and how you function within it. In the book, The Secret Language of Dreams, it says that buildings can often be a representation of the self. So this to me would be, for my dream that I had, would be that I was having a dream about myself as a teacher. I feel very restricted when I think about teaching remotely. And I had to really take into account that the more I tried to clear the other teacher's stuff out, which I think the other teacher was probably myself because I had to clear out everything I know about teaching and how to do that within a classroom setting. And I had to kind of clear that space so that I can function within my new role as a remote learning teacher for a few weeks. We don't have a definite go back to school in-person date yet. So we know we're going to be teaching remotely in an online classroom until students are allowed back in our school. And that has me feeling very overwhelmed and a little uncomfortable. I've never taught that way before. And so when I had this dream and I really was doing my analysis, because when I have dreams that wake me up like that, I tend to pay attention to them. I know that my mind is trying to tell me something. And my mind was trying to tell me, you're uncomfortable and you need to address that feeling. And so I have been working to find other teachers that I admire and work with them to find ways that I can teach a language to a bunch of students in an online setting and be comfortable doing that. I think that I am in a situation where I have a great team to help me out. I have a great team to hear my frustrations, and that has left me feeling a lot better this week than I felt when I first realized I was having that teacher nightmare because I wasn't addressing the situation in my conscious mind. So my unconscious mind had to tell me, hey, pay attention, you. The word nightmare actually came from the belief that demons or evil spirits would visit people while they slept. We now believe that that's probably not true. But we do understand that nightmares and anxiety dreams are a way of our brain telling us that something is bothering us, that there is something going on, an issue or a problem that we need to face in our real lives. It's common advice to sleep on your problems. The reason for this is because while we sleep, our unconscious mind continues to work through the problems we face during the day. This can really work to our advantage because we can be super creative and unfettered by preconceived notions or fears, and we can be free to solve those problems while we're fast asleep. 
We can use our teacher nightmares or our teacher anxiety dreams to help us realize some of these problems we might be facing at work and give us some possible solutions at the same time. My goal with Positively Prepped is to help teachers to feel balanced, happy, and in control. One great way to do that is to take the time to analyze what your unconscious mind is telling your conscious mind while you dream away. When you allow yourself time to analyze and think about those problems that you might be facing, you're giving yourself permission to solve them. And that can create a balanced environment where you can be a happy and awesome teacher. Thank you for listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. Please subscribe and share. It's important to continually focus on balance and improve our practices. That's why I created Positively Prepped, to help teachers to improve themselves, their classrooms, and their lives so that they can create an amazing classroom, leave their work there, and then go home and live a full life, guilt-free. Join me next week as we continue our journey to become Positively Prepped. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rebecca.Rodriguez. That's Rodriguez with a Q and not a G. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask any questions. Thanks again for listening. See you here next week.